Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard dive into a topic that will challenge, encourage, and inspire you as you parent your teen. Let's listen in. We have a tool for parents to use today to really assess how your teen is doing. That's right. It's just a series of questions that says, parents, don't be afraid to ask questions of your teens, but even more importantly, don't be afraid to hear and listen mm-hmm. to the answers. Yeah, so often we just sort of drift along with life with our teens and don't ask these tough questions. Every one of us hope for the best for our kids. We want the best. And so the tendency is we see only the best, and maybe we're not picking up on some clues or we're not ready to admit that we've got a problem. And the, the person who's hurt most by that is the teenager. That's right. You know, and Scripture would tell us, consider others more important than yourself. The reason you do an assessment is not to move you to a point of action, but to get yourself to a point that you'll help your child do something to get out of the trouble they seem to be falling into. We're going to help you ask lots of these questions today of your teen, but how did you arrive at this, Mark? Has this just come from all those years of experience? It it has been. Through the years, you just always ask questions of parents when you're trying to assess what's happening with their child, and you start going through this list, and, and we found that we usually ask about 10 questions, and usually from those answers, we're able to determine the path that this family, these parents need to walk to get help for their teen. Well, we're going to give you some of the questions you need to be asking to assess your teen on today's program, and you'll also find them on our website. But let's start with this email that came to us from a parent who says, my son is unbearable to live with. Okay, you want to stop right there, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> it's, ti- it's time for an assessment yeah, right now. Uh, he is disrespectful to me as well as to his stepfather. He's constantly telling us to shut up, constantly using inappropriate language. He's failing academically, even though he is in a wonderful Christian school. He refuses to help in any way with chores, and I've had to call the police on more than one occasion just to get him in the car for school. He will only do what he wants to do, and if unable to get his way, he throws tantrums, he slams doors, breaks things. We've had physical confrontations. I've sought help to no avail. He just has a general negative attitude, this mom says. You think this family needs to do an assessment of what's going on within their family? What she's doing is looking at the behaviors and saying, hey, what do we do? And Mm -hmm. I go, you know what? Let's ask some questions about this to determine whether there needs to be a change. And, And I'm not saying that that change needs to be that you have got to send your kid off to a program somewhere, whether it's a place like Heartlight or a wilderness camp. It may be that you change some things within the home and do everything you can there and tolerate the behavior a little bit longer until you can get things worked out. But at some point, you've got to say, you know what? We've got to tackle this problem. And most people, most people always say, I would rather not tackle the problem and leave it alone because my child will eventually turn 18 and I won't have to deal with it anymore. This is the time that you say, no, we've got to start now. And the reason we start now, because if I don't deal with it and if God has placed your child in your home for a reason, perhaps it's so that you as a parent can help your child deal with some issues and mold them into that person that God desires them to be so that the sin in their life does doesn't get carried into 
a marriage or into their own kids one day. So really what you do with this assessment and how you respond or react to finding out that there is a problem within my home makes all the difference in your grandkids. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It makes a difference in the in your new son-in-law or your new daughter-in-law one day. And so you've got to look at the bigger picture. It's not just the behavior that you're dealing with. We may not have time for all the questions today, but let's get to some of them. And by the way, are these questions that the parents ask themselves primarily, or are they in conversation about this with their teens? This is really an assessment for themselves. Okay. And this is what, what do you think? And just be honest. Okay. It may be time for a family to say, hey, I heard this on a radio program. I got it off of their website. Can we just sit down, honey, and mm-hmm. talk about these things? Well, it'd be a great conversation point between moms and dads. Oh, yeah. And it, and it may move them to a point where they say, we need to do something. Now, just, just move to that point. Don't try to go any further, because once you've made the decision you have to do something, now you can look at different options. You don't have to look at the options and, and let that determine whether you're going to do something or not. There's plenty of options, but you have to get to the point and have to have a commitment to each other. Okay, we've got to to do something different. All right, let's give some examples of the kinds of questions that you need to be asking yourself. You bet. One of those questions is this. Is your family under stress from your teen's behavior? Is one child within your family destroying the rest of the family? You know, I've always said that there's no one person that's more important than the family. You've got to look at your family and say, are you willing to let one person bring everybody else down? And there's a time where you just go, if you're feeling stress, it means that you're not getting what you want. You're not you're not being fulfilled. Your child isn't being fulfilled. And the chaos may be an indicator to you that it's time to do something. Mm-hmm. It's like watching blood pressure within yourself. If your blood pressure goes up, there's something else going on. This is the blood pressure test. If there's something else going on, now we need to treat it. What if, though, husband and wife maybe disagree a little bit about the uh, answer to that question? You know, I mean, dads always look at it a little bit different, and the tendency that most dads have is, well, they'll grow through it, and I'm sure it's a tough time, and they'll get on the other side. Dads, wake up. Hmm. Wake up. Your child is headed on a path that is a lot more dangerous than when you were maybe on the same path in high school and followed those same directives. Moms have a tendency to be a little bit more concerned and and show a little bit more or express a little bit more, I would say, Mm -hmm. in feeling that there's a bigger problem than there is. Dads minimize it. Moms magnify it. So come together somewhere. That's right. There's somewhere in between that you get a good picture of what's going on. All right. So is your family under stress from your teen's behavior? Be honest about that. I mean, it'd be easy to sweep some of these things under the rug, but you you really have to be open and honest with each other. That's right. Yeah. Throw away the rug. I mean, you need need to get everything out on the table because your child's life is at stake here. Yeah. All right. What's another question? Here's the other one. Have you seen changes in your teen's motivation? I mean, has it just stopped? Have they started sleeping all the time? Have they quit? Have they just started an I don't care attitude and I don't care what you say. And so don't ask me the questions because I don't have to answer you anymore. Mm. Now, if you've heard your child say stuff like that, there's something going on. And if you can't get over this bump in the road of, of trying to figure out how do we deal with the disrespect, 
you need help. Yeah, we all have had bad days, but if this is a reoccurring If it's attitude, ongoing, yeah. if every time you see your child, they're yelling and screaming or, or you know, are, are moving away from you or their motivation is different, they don't want to go to church anymore, they don't want to go to school, you know, something is going on. And, and let me add on, on this too. It doesn't mean that they're all doing drugs. It mm. doesn't mean that they're all out drinking or carousing around. It may be that they are being sexually abused by somebody. Mm. It may be that they've had a hardship that they can't get over. It may be that that the the onset of adolescence has also brought on the onset of depression. And so you, that needs to be treated. But ask the questions. Yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking that this test would be great for any home because even if the yeah. answers come out yeah. and say, well, my teen's doing really well, great. Yeah, yeah, you may say, hey, we're doing okay. We're only hitting one out of the 10, and we're going to work on that. Yeah, and keep coming back to these questions That's over right. and over again. Yeah. And the point of all this, if you, if you score more than six out of the 10, boy, you need to get some help because yeah. it's going to escalate a little bit. All right. How about uh, disrespect? We, we heard the email a few moments ago, and this mom says, uh, my son is disrespectful to That's me. right. I mean, just look at it. Is it increasing? Look at the past six months and see where a child has come from, and then ask yourself the question, where will they end up if they continue on the same path six months from now? And, and project it out there a little bit. Have you seen a deterioration of the behavior and a strong disrespect beginning? You know what? Unless you change the way you do things within your home, it's going to continue on a downward path. And maybe they're fooling you at home with sort of a fake respect, and maybe you need to go outside, maybe some teachers, uh, youth workers, that kind of thing, to find out how, how are they doing. Ask questions of them as well. All right, next on the list I see here on this assessment tool is, do you see significant rebellion or defiance in your teen? That's right. Do you see them just saying, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. Uh-uh, I don't like this. No, you can't tell me what to do. Who makes you think that you can take away my rights? You can't tell me when curfew is. I'm going to do what I want. Now, parents, if you've heard comments like that, I mean... There's, there's an other issue going on that maybe has nothing to do with your home and has something to do with something happening outside your home that is affecting your child. I've written over 20 books, and by far one of the best and most helpful for parents is, is that book titled Raising Teens in a Contrary Culture. It's a book that is so full of practical helps and applicable truths and easy-to-adapt directives, all designed to help you and your family. In this book, you'll learn about deeper skills of listening to the heart of your teen, about transitioning from a teaching model to a training model of parenting, deepening a deeper and genuine relationship with your teen, dealing with the hard stuff of parenting, the stuff that no one ever taught you about, and you'll learn about strategies of remaining connected with your teen at the time that they need you the most. I think you'll love this book and really believe it's one that I would recommend for most parents of teens and preteens. And we also have this title in a video curriculum series that includes lessons that I guarantee will stimulate discussion among your small group. It even has a workbook for each participant. So to order this book or the small group curriculum series titled the same, Raising Teens in a Contrary Culture, please visit ParentingTodaysTeens.org. That's ParentingTodaysTeens.org.
You know, I think another question to ask is, is your teen threatening and acting out troubling behaviors? I mean, just step back for a minute. What do you see? I mean, when your child comes home, have they been threatening you? Don't ever say that to me again, Mom. You do that and I'll do this. You know, just get away from me. Bug off, Mom. You don't want to respond to me. Bad sign. Don't try to tell me what to do. Those are pretty strong statements, and, and, and it's starting to spin out. And, it, and if it hasn't got physical yet, I guarantee you mm. it will get physical. You've seen that happen. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and Because I think it's like a volcano that's starting to erupt. And what we're saying is, do you see the signs of the eruption? And if you do, get prepared or flee or do something different so that it doesn't explode. Because when it explodes... It's, it's not a real pretty picture. Another question to be asking is, do you see your teen mistreat others? That really can start pretty quickly in the home. It can be. You know, I mean, are they ignoring the siblings, the, the, the little brother they cared for? Do they not care about it? Even the dog, do they ignore the dog? Have they changed friends? Have they started to move away from the church? Have they started to move away from the youth group? Uh, not involved in in any of those activities. They've lost interest in what's going on within their spiritual life. You know, I think it's 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 one of those things that kids feel like that that they can't function any longer in a setting that they're violating the standards. And you know what? That's that's a normal response to that type of situation. You and I would do the same thing, but it's an indicator of something else that they may be violating the very values that they're holding to, and they're feeling a sense of guilt, but they're also feeling a sense of shame, that self-contempt that is pushing them further and further away. And not only is it the behavior that's causing the problem, but the shame they feel is is pushing them deeper into more illicit behavior and perhaps drug use and all the other stuff. And so th- when you start to ask that question, know that the answer may be even a topical answer as well, because there's something deeper going on. And maybe couple that with another question on the assessment test. Does your teen refuse to participate with the family? Yeah. I mean, has he just given up? Has she just said, I don't want to do that I'm anymore? I'm not going on vacation with this family. That's right. I'm walking out the other way. I mean, there's a normalcy to adolescence that they want to become independent and they don't want to do things with the fam, you know? But there's another side of it is they uh, they feel judgment whenever they come to the family. Mm-hmm. Now, parents, you can't, you can't place that judgment on them all the time, but some of it's just a natural sense of guilt that they're that they're feeling like when I'm around everybody else, it's just not working for me anymore. And so I'm going to leave. I'm going to quit. I'm going to stop. And and you've got to say, if we continue on this path, is it going to get to somewhere good or is it going to get to somewhere worse? And if it is, then do something now where, where you don't have as big a tidal wave working against you mm-hmm. to help your child, as opposed to five, six months down the road where that tidal wave has now become a tsunami that's out of control. Another uh, part of this evaluation is if your teen seems to have selfish tendencies or kind of self-centered thinking, um, all kids do and all of us do to a certain right, degree, right, but right. you've got to measure a change here, right? Yeah, but it's demanding that everybody rotate their life around them. It's a, you know, when you're in pain, most of us become kind of selfish. We start to turn inward and, we, and we're kind of in that self-preservation mode. This is what this question is about. When your child becomes so selfish that they're trying to protect themselves 
uh, apart from family, apart from relationships, apart from everything that used to support them so they can survive. That's what they're looking for. But the important point is you can't wait for things to just get out of control before you start asking these fundamental questions. That's right. You got to do it now. I mean, you, and you can't not do something. You you can't just sit there and watch it spin out of control. You've got to engage now. You know, and that may include counseling. It may include something more extreme. It may include some little things that need to change that would ward off some bigger issues. And you know, you're not the only parent dealing with this. A lot of people are, so don't be afraid to act. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit parentingtodaysteens.org, heartlightministries.org, or markgregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.